Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Well, we had a week off. <laughs> yeah. Unexpected been, week uh, off. Yep. It happens. Life happened. Well, the opposite of life happened. <laughs> I, lost, wow. I lost a family member. We don't mm. need to go too into it. If you care to look, I've, you know, mentioned it a little bit on my personal Twitter page. So, uh, but I had to go home to Chicago. And uh, so I missed Blood Brothers. So I need you to tell me everything about it. Listen, Blood Brothers was amazing, obviously. Um, It was, I took my friend Anne-Marie, who, Mm -hmm. it's funny because she was like, her and my friend Philip are twins. Oh, right. I didn't even think of that. I know. And so my first thought of like who who might want to run and grab a show real quick, not even thinking about the fact that it was Blood Brothers, I was like, Philip, and he couldn't go. And Marie wanna go? She was like, Yeah. You asked and then, the well, twins. and then right before the show, she was like, Oh, people have always told me, blah blah blah, twin thing. And I was like, That's funny that people would be like, You would like this show, twins, I don't know, whatever. And of course, after the show, she was like, "Why the fuck would anybody yeah, ever that's fucking weird. tell it's me?" It's not like the parent oh, trap or something. You're a twin. You would love this. <laughs> like it's so funny because, like, no dudes like this. Uh, it's funny. Multiple people have told her that apparently, but um, yeah, um, watching twins be ripped apart at birth yeah. and then murder each other later is not a fun thing for yeah, a twin to watch. <laughs> but obviously she loved it though because it's well like sure Kanita Miller was like a singing. different reason. Right, right. It was I loved like I have to say, I mean I think I I think there could have been it could have been a little more polished. There was a okay. little clunkiness, but it was also sort of like, you know, whatever this is we're just here to hear sing these songs mm-hmm. or, like to hear them it doesn't really matter because they were trying to incorporate parts of incorporate parts of the book yeah like okay. little bits and little moments and there was some staging um like where the the they were like clasping hands center stage and doing a freeze frame oh and stuff like that um but uh, it was I don't know. I want like a production of it. This cast was awesome. Ugh, like, please, it was, I would love it. Yes, it was great. I mean, and Kanita Miller, obviously. I mean, I just like I, I <laughs> all the things in my head that when you hear, you're like, oh, Kanita Miller is the narrator in Blood Brothers. Everything that you imagine could happen it is is happening. Like she was just like, oh, so all the songs right here at the top the whole time. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Got it. God. Oh my god. She was, was fucking unreal, obviously. Oh my god. I mean, this it was a difficult decision for me because I could have gone, you know, I hadn't left yet, but it was 
the day that I found Too out this much. terrible news. And I, right. I was like, if I go see Blood Brothers, like if it were <laughs> She Loves Me or like some right, right. fun, sweet show that would be a good distraction, right. uh, then Different. sure. But, you know, I, I had this, I had a, an experience with the musical Bear four years ago where it was, it was on, it was off Broadway not that long after I lost someone else from my family. And it, it was good, but it also was not great because I lost it. Yeah. Well, you just had a, a very emotional right. response. Right. And because of that, I knew, you know, that this situation would not be the best. And I didn't want to break down in 54 Below because it's a (laughs) lovely space. (laughs) And now, well, that's self-care. That's how you have to take care of yourself. You were practicing self-care. And it was was a good choice. It was a good choice. And uh, thank God for the bootlegs. What? (laughs) (laughs) I just love, I just hope... Oh my god! I just ah, like I that love production that we saw so in Astoria was like so good, and I feel yeah. like it was my introduction to the show, and it was so earnest. Mm-hmm. And this, like, maybe like only in slight slight moments, there was like this twinge of where they were playing to campiness, and I was like, oh. I want to see that production. I want to see that production. Yeah. I really want to see that production where they play to the campiness of it because just like when. Um, it was a uh, 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 Teal Wicks, um, who was phenomenal. It's just like yeah. perfect, perfect in that part. Like, oh, sure, yeah, so so good. When she was like, "Oh, don't you know the tale of twins?" <laughs> and like the, the seriousness in her voice when she was telling uh, Mrs. Johnstone, like, like, oh, didn't you know what that that thing that everyone in the in right. the world obviously <laughs> knows that if twins are separated at birth and, and then later <laughs> they'll literally just instantly die like it's so funny oh my god like i can i i don't know obviously it's like an absurd show and i knew that like that concept is hilarious but because of the product like i don't know i hadn't seen the campiness in it before that moment yeah well, and now and, I want to see I mean, that production. Of course, Teal Wicks, uh, being an alumna of Jekyll and Hyde, understands mm. how oh, to she gets it. She turn drama gets into it. camp. And I can see that because I've also only seen it done earnestly, but I could definitely see it because there's a little bit of like the folklore aspect of it. And with the narrator, the narrator could totally camp it up. Right, right. I want to see that production. I want to see it. How was Donna Lynn Champlin? Oh my god. She everything? Fuck yes. She Ugh. was. She was wonderful. That accent. She had that accent <gasps> down. Oh, she had that accent down. It was amazing. Oh. She was great. She was perfect. Oh, tell me it's not true. I like forgot oh, that song existed by the time it was happening. I was just like, holy shit, I forgot this song. Oh my god, it was amazing. It was just wonderful. Also, if you haven't seen um, Jessica Phillips sing that song uh, from our our show that we did at 54 Below, check out our YouTube. Oh, my God. She kills it. Crushes it. Yes. Yes. Crushes it. Jessica Phillips. Ah! Ugh. I need to revive Blood Brothers. Yeah. Revive Blood Brothers, please. Please. Please and thank Blood you. Brothers. 
Yes, please. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, glad. It was a good night. And I hadn't been I hadn't been to 54 below in a minute. Oh my god, yeah. but we're gonna be back there <gasps> tomorrow. We are gonna be there tomorrow. <sighs> we're gonna go see Alice and Emily again. I'm so fucking excited. Unattached. I'm so excited to see them again. I'm so Me excited too. to go see them again. Mm. Ugh. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear Alice Ripley sing Sunset Boulevard again. Oh, God. Remember when that happened? I do. I'm, I do. I'm, and it I'm was really, great. I'm, I'm excited. <sighs> so if you missed a chance to see them the last time around, they're doing dates throughout July, a few dates. So the first one's tomorrow, yeah. the 12th, and I don't know, check out 54 Below. I did not research when it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. I mean, excuse me. It's Alice Ripley and well, Emily Skinner. I know. Hello. Hello. I know. If you didn't see them the first time, scrape your What's pennies together. You? Come on, you guys. I'm glad that we're seeing the first date just in I case. I know, me too. They're going to be fresh. Well, I was saying just in case I need to see it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense that you would think that. Yeah. Sure. That's funny. All right, well, we're going to use this podcast to talk about She Loves Me because of hip ticks being what they are. Emily didn't get to see She Loves Me until after the Tonys, and now it's closed, and Dan, doing a video I didn't get review. To see Laura. And she didn't get to see Laura, so doing a video review doesn't really make sense. So, Emily, you could take or leave She Loves Me, and I get it, but it breaks my heart. Listen, here, here's, here's what I have to say. That, like, okay. I know, I, while I was watching it, I was like, this, this could be, like, the end of Patty and Emily. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, like, I know how much this show means to you, and I understand why you love it so much, and I think... At a different time in my brain, in a different, like, I'm not, like, closed to this show. Sure. You know? I'm just like, meh. Well, yeah. And, and it wasn't what I wanted that day. It wasn't what I needed. Fair. It wasn't fulfilling anything. Besides, I mean, I was fulfilled by Jane Krakowski. I will say Ugh. that. Yeah. And by the set. I mean, there were, obviously, there were beautiful, amazing things happening in this production. But it... It it just did not affect me. Hmm. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. I mean, I get because it's not really, it's not really affecting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so I totally understand that. I I just sincerely like adore it. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the literal sense of the word adorable. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah. I mean. There is a darkness to it that can be uh, can be touched on harder oh my God. than it Where was. Where was that, att- <laughs> that attempted suicide came out of nowhere? I forgot what about the it too. Fuck. <laughs> Um, you have to remember uh, it's Hungarian. Oh my god! <laughs> so it has that Eastern European darkness oh my god, about it, right? It's like promises, promises, where you're like, right. "Oh, right, happy, fun." Oh my god, suicide! Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Weird old musicals just love to slip in a suicide. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. Poor Judd is dead. (sighs) But I just, I love, I think the lyrics of the show are the best. I think they're so 
clever in a way that musicals weren't necessarily clever at the time. All right. And I just love it. I love it. And I'm glad it happened. I would like to see, especially because it's only the second time I've seen She Loves Me. Like I saw, mm. I saw the Caramore staged concert ish production, which was great. And then I saw this and there, I don't, I don't want anyone to, to change it for the sake of change or whatever, you know, but doing something different with the next revival of She Loves Me, I don't know what that is. Even if it's just as simple as not being a fucking idiot and only casting, uh, casting white, white people because it's hungry <laughs> in the thirties. Like that's nonsense. Yeah. Even if it's as simple as that, like, yeah. and to be fair, the Caremore uh, production was not all white. Montego Glover was Ilona. I'm sure there were, I don't, I shouldn't say I'm sure there probably weren't any other, certainly no other, um, principles, principles but, yeah. but it was also sort of against type of Montego, which I liked seeing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think that was just really just not in the mood for a white fairy tale that day. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. You and know, this doesn't have I was to like, be, I'm which is upsetting. Not here for a white cis heteronormative fairy tale today. It's certainly I'm very heteronormative. Not, not wanting it. Yeah, yeah. But Jane Kukowski, she's fucking amazing. Yeah, you love that to character s- too. She's pretty great. I mean, I mean, especially for like the you know sixties. Yeah. And, and based on a play that was written much before that. Yeah. She feels contemporary to me. I'm she's illiterate. Well, I can't decide <laughs> if she's actually like literally cannot read or if that's like just just a not great joke in that song. Hmm. Or if she just is like I'm ignorant and I'm fine with remaining ignorant which isn't great (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know Hmm. yeah I don't know you know what you know what like that candy that candy box thing also really struck me as obviously fucked yeah that's not great that's like that's just like such a weird thing you're like, ha. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that part's not Change great either. Change that. Make that different. Do mm. something different. Did it make you want a You've Got Mail, the musical? Yes. I mean, yeah. That's what happened, basically. <laughs> and like, I don't know, for some reason, not that it, obviously it completely makes sense, but I was really underwhelmed by the ending. I don't know. I wanted like a song, a love song or. Yeah. It doesn't have like, they each have their 11 o'clock numbers and then it sort of just ends after they come together. Yeah. Or, or something. I don't know. There's something, there's something in you've got mail. There's something so palpable about the moment when Meg Ryan says, I wanted it to be you. Mm. You know, and that mm-hmm. I feel like is like the release at the end of the movie. 
like that line, her being like, I wanted it to be you. Like I was, I was, I knew that I was in love with you. I already knew I realized it. And I was hoping that this was going to be you because like, I didn't know how, yeah, whatever. All the love things, the tropes. Right, right, right. And I don't know. I, it felt a little, I was like, it's over, which is also funny because I didn't feel like I was connecting with it the whole time. Hmm. Ah. Well, and as we said before, you did not see Laura Benanti. So how was right. Laura Shoop? Laura, I don't, Other I mean. Laura. Laura too. Yeah, Laura too. I was sitting, I mean, I was sitting in a fucking hip tick seat. So all the goddamn well, yeah. way in the back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like if I hadn't known that Laura Benanti wasn't going on that day, I might not have known that it oh. wasn't Laura Benanti, I would have just been like, whoa, Laura's a little weird today. No, not weird or just like, I don't know. It was like she was so freakishly like Laura, mm. like in her mannerisms, in her inflections, like her voice, like she fucking sounded like her. She acted like her. And and like there's a lot of like moments in the show that directing wise, like, you know, are Laura Benanti's moments that she added. Right. Well, and that's it was, tough it was sometimes a little, like, when you see eerie. Yeah, yeah. Especially where the, in a where short you feel run. like they're not allowed to make it their own. They didn't get to do their own stuff. They just were forced to, like, copy whatever the, right. lead, the, the star was doing or whatever. Right, right. It just right. feels like they were forced to do a carbon copy of someone else's performance. It's mm-hmm. a little, like, it feels weird. It's like someone else is, like, wearing your costume. Yeah. Well, I know I'm not like uh, shaming Laura Benanti for missing because that's not the kind of podcast we are. Mm. But like maybe that change to Laura Shoup playing matinees could have happened sooner. And then maybe she would have been able right. to find if she was playing well, it, was it more interesting. regularly. I mean, able I don't to find know. her own moments. Right. Well, I don't know what was going on because the week that I s- I saw it, like, on the 15th, and it was, like, two days earlier or something like that was when they were like, oh, she's going to do the rest of, like, the matinees for the run. Right. Or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I bought my ticket and then later found out that Laura wasn't going to be performing. Right. (sighs) Well, better luck next time she loves me. (laughs) for me but a success for patty yeah and i always i welcome another revival tomorrow (laughs) with with better casting not not that these weren't capable and great performances but you know what you guys get what i'm saying yeah yeah more modern casting how about that more modern casting no that's terrible i don't know that's not right i mean like cast it right like just would, don't fucking cast all white cast people today. Well, yeah, yeah. You saw another show this week with your oh, mom. Yes, I went with the family. It was my mom. My cousin was in town for the weekend because she left for a birthright trip yesterday. Oh, uh, and my dad. We all went to go see the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Did mm. I get that title correct? You did. Well done. Good job. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I saw it way back when it first opened, and I saw it from the rear mez, like the right. back corner. Because they had like $27 seats back Yeah, there. that were like, the, yeah, yeah. And I actually had a good experience in that seat. I actually thought that the view from there, for that show especially, was fine, was great. Like, yeah, it that was makes a good, sense. It was still a really good theater experience. It's a big show. And so this time we got uh, TDF tickets, so we were center rear orchestra, like dead center, but all in the last row. Okay. Um, which we were also, I mean, also really, I don't, I don't know that there's a bad view in that theater. Honestly, like I think the Barrymore just has all good seats. I mean, obviously set dependent, but um, right, yeah. Anyway, but it was different. It was definitely a different perspective, which was cool. Um, and it was sort of weird because I, it was such a long time since I saw the show, and it was so far back in my memory that it sort of was that thing where I was like, yeah, I saw that. I remember what happens. And then as a, as soon as it started, I was like. I don't fucking remember anything that happened. <laughs> like, I barely remember this show. I mean, I, like, remember... I, like, have so many visual memories of it. Sure. And, like, but I didn't really remember the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of, like, a weird... It was, like, a really... In- I felt like seeing this show, I was like, this is proving to me why there are plenty of shows that I only see once, and that's just fine. Okay. Like, because seeing it again, I was like, like I had such a good experience the first time. I really liked it. I thought it was interesting. But it's sort of like there's just plenty of shows where I see it, I consume it, I have an experience with it, and I don't want to. I like that's my experience. That's mm. my memory of that show. That's what I had. And like seeing it again was I was like I didn't need to see this story again. I saw it. I enjoyed it. I didn't. You know. I don't know. Yeah. And I I also like don't really know what further beyond that because i feel like there's tons of shows that i've only seen once and so Mm -hmm. rarely do i go back to the majority of shows that i see but it's like i don't know have you ever like watched a movie again and turned it off because you were like meh i do that all the time i don't think so yeah, I sh- I don't know why. Halfway through that question, I was like, she's gonna, she does. That's we're so <laughs> she, different. She doesn't do that. <laughs> I was just thinking about like yesterday. I was like hanging out watching TV, and I started probably watch. I probably watched like fifteen minutes of four different shows, and kept and kept on being like, nah, this isn't what I want to watch, and then like mm-hmm. change it to something else. Hmm. So that's that's something that I would do. Yeah, that reminds me of like when people. Listen to the radio, and they like listen to too much of the song before changing it. <laughs> like it drives me crazy if you listen to the song and right away you're like, "This isn't the song I want to listen to." But then you're like halfway through it, and you're almost to the bridge, and the person's like, "I'm changing it," and I'm like, "No, what the? <laughs> That's funny. It, That's really funny. Over. That's uh, hilarious. I don't know. I I'm like it. Maybe I can get myself past it, but what you're saying reminds me of like when I pick up a book and I hate it, but I have to finish reading it. <laughs> so I feel I, like if that happens, I'm like, well, there's only 45 more minutes of this movie. I'll just let it play. Yeah, I can't I mean, it think was, of a, a specific thing that that happens with, but like, 
That's yeah, it was my weird because well, because I, I also wasn't even having like a bad experience. Sure, I know what you. I do I was know what just you sort mean of now. like I could have been doing something else with my afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I could have been not in Midtown. I could have been like today was my day off. I could have been at home. Like I don't know. You know what? That's how I felt the fourth time I saw Spring Awakening. <laughs> I was like, I. I did not need to see this again. Yeah, yeah. And maybe yeah. it was also the specific environment I was in, but because I saw it once and loved it and bought tickets to see it again, to sit on stage and loved it, and then I brought a friend with me to see it because I loved it and she was in town, and then she loved it. And if it had been those three great experiences, perfect. <laughs> and then the fourth time, I was like, you know what? <laughs> three three would have been enough. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, where you're like, I, I get it, I like what's happening, but you know what? I didn't I didn't need to be here. Yeah, and I guess I do I do understand like why I probably can't think of that as far as plays, because in general we just don't go see those again. Right, right. I do want to see that show again before it closes. I don't know if I'll get there, but TDF man, I would it's like on TDF to. like every yeah, day. I gotta join that. <laughs> do it. Do it. What is it like? Twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars for the year. Yeah. TDF all right, maybe I'll guys, join yeah. TDF. Um. Yeah. You know what actually struck me this time that I don't think I necessarily picked up on last time as much. The physical work that the actor playing Christopher did was so. I mean, obviously, I think it's the same. I don't think it like changed, but I noticed it. Where there's like a part where he's. I don't even remember what scene it was where he's like having a, you know, an episode and he's like down on the floor and like doing all these movements. And I noticed that I was like, holy shit, he's basically like doing crunches mm. this whole time. It's like that Jeez. scene. It's like that dance part in Ragtime with Evelyn where you realize, holy shit, she's been on one leg for like two minutes. Yeah. You know, it was uh-huh. like that moment where I was like, whoa, he's wait a second. He's like, he's like, you know was, like, lying on his back, but basically, like, with his arms, legs, and body in the air, like, supporting himself through his abs for a long time. (laughs) For a long time. And moving and rolling, but still supporting himself with his abs for a long time. I was, had one of those sort of moments, like, when, uh, like, if Andrew Keenan Bulger took his shirt off in Tuck Everlasting, and you were like, oh my god! Where I was like, this is supposed to be, whatever, a 15-year-old boy would not have that ass, or Mm. those shoulders, Mm. or that, those washboard abs. Yeah. He had a a very nice body. (laughs) Which I think I first noticed because I was like, damn, what is he? He's been like crunching for such a long time. Yeah. And then some of the other physical stuff that I was like, I think, whatever. It was just interesting because I feel like my experience of seeing it with Alex, I felt like he had such a slight frame that the work that he was doing with the other actors felt like this like really ensemble movement work. And not that it didn't feel like ensemble movement oh, okay. work this time, but it felt more like I was like, wow, his like, you know, core strength is really important. Yeah. And I don't know that I really like had that thought. Right. Well, Taylor Trench told a really funny story. He was the alternate uh, for Alex. Mm -hmm. And he told a really funny story on that Broadway Stories podcast about about getting the role and how he 
he sort of, he had like read the book. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but the essence of it is that he was like, I've done musicals and, uh, you know, he's like a mover, not a dancer. So he was like, Hmm. this is going to be great. I'm going to do a play. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like low key. (laughs) Hilarious. And then like, for the first rehearsal, they're like, wear, you know, comfortable clothes to move in. And then they like, ha- they did workouts every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Because they have to like pick each other up and carry each other and do all this like really amazing, like beautiful movement work. And especially because the cast is not, it's not like a dance ensemble of people, right. you know, there's quote unquote what mainstream media would call real bodies <laughs> you know what's a there's fake a, body there's like an, a, a grown old white man yeah you know and they're like picking people up and stuff it's cool yeah you guys should listen to that story that taylor trench tells because there's a lot more to it and it's real funny <laughs> well any other thoughts on that show i'm I do want to revisit it because also I, I love have to that say book. as far as shows that we go. I mean, I think a lot of the time when we revisit shows with a replacement cast, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, whoever the director, assistant director, stage manager that's running the shit at curious is running it tight and it's good. good. They're running that and it's good. good. It's, it's holding up. It's holding up strong. And I love that it's going to tour. Plays don't tour that often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good, it's, it's like an, a good I mean, medium for, for people who are like, I don't like going to see plays. I mm. want to like see a big f- splashy musical. Right. And that's obviously not what this is. And they'll get tricked right. into seeing like an emotional story about right. an unconventional But it's different narrator. than like sitting and watching uh, rich white people talk about their emotions. Oh, at their country house. <laughs> or their lake house. Or their, their mountain house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wherever their secondary home is, the Hamptons. The other place. Although that was actually a great play. <laughs> <laughs> what I was on at MCC. MTC? MCC. Yeah. MTC. MTC. <laughs> we have some Hamilton cast changes. I don't know if you're aware. Lin-Manuel Miranda is no longer in the show. Oh, my God. And it's just over. They canceled it. Oh, R.I.P. Hamilton. Uh, actually, hey, it's isn't funny. today the day to, that he that's died? That's what I was going to say. Today's the anniversary. Of the, uh, I don't know if it's the, because I think he died it's the next right. day. He probably died I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like the out. duel. It's either the anniversary of the duel or the anniversary of the day he actually died. Mm. Um, but anyway, so he left Hamilton. I mean, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda left Hamilton and so did Philippa Sue and Leslie Odom Jr., Hmm. And we got replacements. So Javier Munoz, who's been the alternate, he's been doing matinees, is taking over full time. And I, I mean, whatever. I can say I want to see these cast members all like. <laughs> I would love Good to luck. see. I know. I'll, I'll play the lottery every now and then and never win. Yeah. Uh, but so he's taking over. His, their understudy. Like the other understudy and or alternate is now going to be the alternate. And his name is Michael Luoye. And Mm. then 
replacing Leslie Odom Jr. is Brandon Victor Dixon. I'm here for it. I am so here for it. Wait, wait. So when does he go in? I Oh, so I guess understudies maybe are doing it now. Let me see if this article says. Also, just on that note, my good fortune, I was able to get a TDS to get to shovel along. And I'm so happy. Me and my mom are going to go see shuffle along two weeks on a Wednesday matinee. Audra McDonald's out. Of course. But you know what? I'm okay with that yeah. because I want to see Shuffle along. Yeah, obviously, and it's not just Audra. about Audra McDonald. I actually find I. I mean, I get it. I get it. I do find it interesting. I mean, obviously, you need to tell everybody that Audra McDonald's out, but it's it's interesting with such a big, high, like caliber cast um, that having one person out or one person pregnant <laughs> makes such a big I'm deal. Sh- I mean, I'm I'm really surprised. But I can't remember, I don't know if we talked about it when it was announced and or I can't remember who else I talked about it with, but the Broadway community especially forgets that Audra McDonald was on a national broadcast TV show for five seasons. Yes, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forget that she's TV famous. Yeah, so. It's true. It's true. But it just, whatever. I mean, we could talk about how stupid Scott Rudin is again, but we won't. We can, for days, we can talk about that. Oh, I did just want to also point out that um, I saw via the Twitter Mm -hmm. that um, Audra McDonald's uh, face kick has has been cut. Has Uh, been cut for the... uh, for her belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody who, who somebody tweeted at her and was like, I can't wait to go see you kick your face. And she was like, sorry. No date, but it just says Brandon Victor Dixon will be going in mid-August. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And Lexi Lawson is replacing Philippa Sue. She is a Lin-Manuel alumna. She was mm. in the In the Heights tour. Hmm. I believe as a Vanessa. Yeah, cool. she played Vanessa. Well, good for her. Congratulations. Yeah. I I'm so curious. Like like people are mourning these cast members leaving like it's as I if the show didn't was didn't realize dying. it was such a thing. It's a I was, thing. I didn't I've been I mean, I obviously there is like a whole Hamilton thing happening that I that am you've only purposefully taken yourself right. away from. Yeah, like and I the, get that. The underground, like, like I guess I didn't completely realize the extent of like, yeah, the fan thing. I mean, this is people who aren't used to these kind of cast changes. This is their first sort of experience guess, with that. I like, guess. if you see. A mo- I mean, think, okay, think about how crazy, uh, like misogyny aside, because that's obviously the root of it, but how crazy people were about the new Ghostbusters and they're not even playing, <laughs> right. they're not even playing the same characters. It's a, right. a t- they're all new characters. It's a different story. It's like a take on the same thing. 
that they're yeah. used to having that same thing be the same all the time. Every time they watch this TV show, the same people mm. are playing it. Every time Wait, you watch that movie. Here's what I find so interesting about this, about Hamilton. Is that like, okay, like uh, uh, Spring Awakening or whatever, Leah Michelle is leaving. And, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone's like, holy shit, but I've seen Spring Awakening 45 times. And now I'm going to have to see it the 46th time without Leah Michelle. That's right. going to be horrible. But this is like... Like, I think Rosie O'Donnell is the only person that's seen Hamilton multiple times. Yeah, because she's got millions of dollars. <laughs> like, like, I don't... That's the part that I don't completely... I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not judging people for this, but it, no, it's I know. curious it's, to me because I'm like, you're not actually losing anything because yeah. you're not actually getting to see the show with these people. Right. You're just... And you're you recording. Your cast recording is still... It. Right. Well, that's or, what I'm like, saying. I don't know. It's, or is it's it like, because you don't get to see them because you haven't seen it with it's them a yet? Little bit of that. It's okay. a little bit of that. I think people who bought tickets for mm. the future. All um, right. Yeah, I'd be pissed. And, and didn't know that that may or may not be an option. Right. And they're like, wait, what do you mean? I can't. I'm not, they're not going to be in the show when I go see it. I don't get it. Other people will be in the show, guys. It'll still be yeah, Hamilton. How, how can it happen? Without mm-hmm. them, it's, it's funny, just for like some reason to the way Broadway works, and it's right. A and new for some reason, this show Hamilton feels like. I think the the implication is always obviously that once the original cast leaves, and you know, once you're rehearsing people by themselves and not as a group, and there's not going to be as much cohesion, and there's always these worries that as time goes on, the show deteriorates. Mm-hmm. But I very strongly feel like this show is there's so much wealth of talent that hasn't been able to be expressed that like the show is just going to be a continually amazingly fresh and relevant and like people are continually going also because i think they're going to invest in like keeping the direction fresh i definitely think so they fucking better if they're raising premium seats to 850 dollars right after the after the you know leads are leaving yeah you better keep it fresh because yeah as much as I think people don't have a right to complain that they bought a $400 ticket for August and he's not going to be there, they do have a right to complain if nobody gives a shit anymore because he's not right. there. Which, like, obviously is not going to happen. Right. No, it's not. It's not. At least not till year... But I feel like this show... 18, feel, right, Chicago? I think this is just going to be, like, every time they're going to announce cast changes, it's going to be like, ah! <laughs> I wish Fuck. I could see that. Yeah. And no one can ever see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to have people make their Broadway debuts in that show who yeah. might have had to tool it as the one person of color in a roundabout ensemble. <laughs> and yeah. now they get to be a principal. <clears throat> Finally. In Hamilton. I wish I could see Brandon Victor Dixon. Maybe <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell will buy me a ticket. <laughs> On a side note, I saw the new Ghostbusters, and it's great. <gasps> it came out this past weekend. It did not come out. I saw oh. a screening of it. Because <gasps> I'm fancy. 
and Ooh. it's great. And I will, I saw obviously it's a screening, so it was free, and I will give it my money to see it again. It's Excellent. it's delightful. It's delightful. Great. Also, I saw it Yay. in the IMAX 3D. Ooh, it was bonkers. <laughs> Do okay. you think that it is racist? Mm. How problematic do you think Leslie's character is? I think it's as problematic as it seems, but it's like the movie, it didn't like go beyond that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I know that she and like Paul Feig and whatever, and it's her journey. So however she feels about it is hers. But like when they were like, you have to see the whole movie, not base it on the trailer. I think the trailer shows you what's in the movie, but it's not right. It doesn't go beyond that. It's not like oh right. god, well, it's his even comment, worse. His comment is really ignorant of what the actual question is. Right. It was like, like come after he's me, like, don't come after my actors. Well, he's like, I don't know. I mean, just from I don't, like from what you just said, it seems like he's sort of like. Well, listen, it's not racist. Watch the movie. It's not racist. But people were saying, people aren't saying like, oh, based on this trailer, we think that later and then there's going to be a point where somebody calls her the N-word. Like, no, the thing that's racist about it and the thing that people are reacting is that there's three white people who are scientists and one black person who's street smart. That is not going to change by seeing the full movie, honey. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be the same. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I so, mean that's one of the that's yeah. one of those problems where it's sort of like, well, Leslie is who she is and her talents are what they are and you want to play to her strengths. Unfortunately, you're also playing to a history. Well, yeah. Yeah. And and, that's, and that because is they're aren't they I've never actually seen the original movie and aren't okay. they also like all just sort of playing the same tropes or the same like stereo like arcs as in like in the original movie isn't it like a bunch of scientists then one street smart person because they have to have those elements to like you know you need one person that knows this thing and one person that knows that thing and Mm -hmm. one person that knows the subway system i'm not making excuses but i do think that melissa mccarthy was originally supposed to be the patty role and then when they cast leslie jones because of Leslie Jones's, like you said, her talents and working her strengths. Uh, again, not saying, not making that as an excuse or like saying that they couldn't have figured out a different way to do it because they could have. Well, um, I think the, I think the problem is when things, situations like that arise, it's very easy for white people to say like, don't you see why this isn't racist? It, it happened naturally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. <clears throat> and you're like, don't matter how it happened. Yeah, I get that and I see that. And obviously you see how that arose in a quote unquote natural way. But right. you know what? 400 years of slavery. I don't know, guys. We got to be proactive about dismantling it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to passively dismantle white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I guess continuing our discussion of racial issues <laughs> hairspray mm. live has a new checkerboard chick ariana grande yeah it's gonna be penny i'm here for it i'm here I'm for, here it. for she's, it too. she's really excited about it too someone tweeted us and suggested that just the smollett be 
uh, seaweed, and I think that's oh. great. He's kind of, how old is he? I don't watch Empire, so I'm just going off of like I know he can sing oh. and he's. I mean, he can sing, and he. Oh, I mean, he's perfect, but seaweed's supposed to be like a teenager, and he's an well, adult. Yeah. That's I think, true. I don't That's know how true. old he I don't know is, how he but reads. I think he's probably like, I don't know, he's probably like my age, our age. Yeah. Late 20s, early yeah. 30s, maybe, maybe. He's probably mid 20s. I have no idea. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> he could be. A I would more say, I mean, it's actually, it's really interesting that they would say that because I understand if you watch Empire, like his character has like a really like a real sweetness to him. Mm, mm-hmm. And I can see how you can translate that to seaweed. Who's like really powerful, but really sweet and loving. But I think that the actor that plays Hakeem, who's younger, like would actually be better for seaweed because I'm sure that like Hakeem is a much more like hard edged character. He's got a lot more different anger than mm-hmm. Jamal has, but like I would want to see his take on seaweed. I'm here for uh, that. That actor's name is Bryshare Gray. He's great. Or Bryshare. I don't know if you say the E at the end. I'm, I mean, I don't... I also know Jesse Smollett because he is Journey Smollett's brother. Huh? And Journey is on... She's on Underground. And, of course, she was on um, Full House, so... Oh... You know what I started watching yesterday for the first what? time ever? Because it's on Netflix. What? A Different World. Oh, oh I know my parents love me. It's oh, <laughs> a good show. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's it. on Netflix. I'm really Fantastic. excited. I don't know who else we're waiting for casting on uh, Hairspray, but mm. I think we've got mostly everybody. Can you can you run it run down it? It's just I can't keep it all together with this trickle out announcements. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we don't have a link. That's who we don't have. A I link. Keep thinking, I keep thinking Derek Huff is Link, but he's Corny Collins. You know who should be Link? Who? One of someone from One Direction. Sure. Zane. Zane. Zane is the one that left One Direction. Oh, oh. Okay, so Zane. <laughs> I think. He's not in One Direction anymore. Uh, who else could be him? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know these young pop kids. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, no. Kate no. McKinnon as That's Justin Bieber. That's what I was Bieber. just going to say. <laughs> 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 okay, so who, who, these are the people that we do have. Maddie Balio is Tracy Turnblad. She's our, our a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Derek is Corny Collins. Jennifer Hudson is Motormouth Maybell. You know, big, black, and beautiful. Martin Short is Wilbur Turnblad. Harvey is Edna Turnblad. Kristen Chenoweth is Velma Van Tussle. And Ariana Grande is Penny Pinkleton. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. Link and Seaweed who's are playing, the two. Like, who's playing Penny's mom? We don't have a... Uh, adult woman yet or whatever okay. that character is. <laughs> who's playing who's playing the Jackie Hoffman track that's that's the Jackie Hoffman track oh is it I think so wasn't she Penny's mother no. and the, like female guard oh I don't think I realized that she played Penny's mother 
I mean, I saw that show like fucking ten years ago. Such I never a long even time. saw it. Oh, I saw it. No, I mean, obviously, it wasn't ten years ago, but it was. I saw it when it closed, so it was a long time ago. Uh, it could have been about. I mean, that wasn't that long. It was a while ago. Well, I haven't been living in New York for ten years, so it couldn't have well, been ten true. years so ago. It couldn't have been ten years ago. Two thousand nine, it closed. Okay, now I forget what I was going to say about. Oh, 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 uh, 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 who? I was trying to think of other hairspray people that I wanted to know that here you tell me that they weren't cast yet. Oh, right, Link and Seaweed haven't been cast yet. And okay. those are sort of the... Wait, uh, uh, who's playing... No Inez either. We have Christian Chenoweth. Who's playing her daughter? Oh, maybe we don't have an Amber. We don't have an Amber yet. No, we don't have an Amber yet. Oh, wait, I think we do, but it was someone I didn't know. Someone from Glee. Hold on. Like, oh. a new, like Glee, the new class. Oh. It wasn't on IMDb for some reason. Becca Tobin. Yep, me neither. Me, I agree. Except I don't know why I'm taking this so personally, but I am. They're moving they're moving it to LA. It's gonna it's gonna be in LA. Like the Greece was in LA, but the yeah, the last two or three, how many have there been? Sound of Music, Peter Pan, The Wiz. Yeah, three. All three of those were in filmed in, out on Long Island. And this one's going to be in L.A. Yeah, they're probably going to be L.A. people. I'm, I wonder if they did that because of Ariana Grande. <laughs> well, and Derek Huff, too, maybe. I don't know. Finally... The Union Square Theater is being demolished. That's sad. Why? Well, it's because of dumb historical preservation rules. So it's in the old Tammany Hall building. And it's like any other thing in New York where the facade is landmarked. Mm. So you can do whatever you want to the inside of the building. I hate that shit. So I don't, uh, I can't remember what they're going to do with it, but that's not going to be a theater anymore. I mean, it's last time we were there. I mean, only time we were there, only time I was there was for murder ballad. Right. And sure. It was rough around the edges, but that was the look. Like that was totally what that show needed. So well, and I, I saw a few shows there. I also I saw Traces there, which is like that dance, uh, acrobat, whatever show right, that those right. people ended up being in Pippin. And I saw, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a burlesque show. Um, and the, because of how that space was built, like with Murder Ballad and that burlesque style show, you could... It was so malleable. You could change the seating up in so many different mm. ways. You could have so many different kinds of shows there. Right. That's where Bat Boy was. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh. I know. I mean, it's sad anytime we lose a theater. I know. It's, it's sad. I walked it's by the Hudson it's... the other day and was like, oh, right. Yeah, the Hudson. That's happening. How exciting crazy 
Yeah, it's weird. It's funny. I, in my old neighborhood in Brooklyn, there was a former theater that was a, like a sporting goods store, you know, yeah. in church. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I walked past that, I would look at it and just be like, weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird because, I don't know, theaters, it's just a building. But there's, like, extra energy in those buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And then now you're just, like, selling sporting goods. But, like, there's still theater ghosts, probably. God, I wish I believed in ghosts. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, I live in a brownstone that was built in, like, the late 1800s right now. And I fucking wish there were ghosts. Yeah. Like, I wish there was a ghost mystery I could solve in this brownstone. That'd be great. (laughs) Oh, you ain't afraid this of no ghosts. Is, this is musical theater related. You know what I watched this week? What? I watched... T- wait. Yeah, I watched two seasons of Penny Dreadful. They were on Netflix. Oh. So there's a yeah. third season I haven't watched. But in... Patty LaPone. Patty LaPone! As a witch. Oh. She plays a witch. She plays Perfect. like... She basically plays Yoda, actually. Like, literally. Because the main character, like, you know, has to, like, go away to, like, I don't know. I was, like, in and out of a lot of the show. um, Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember a lot of it. But um, she, like, comes, she basically, like, goes and hangs out with her, with Patty. And Patty, like, teaches her about being a witch. And then she's, like, burned at the stake or something like that. Oh, God. but yeah, Patty Lupone. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. She's all like she's all like old beggar woman. Oh, yes, old beggar woman. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. great. It was so good. Crazy Marie. Yes. Speaking of Patty Lapone, <laughs> War, War paint. paint. Oh my god. I wish I was in Chicago right now so fucking bad. Oh, God, I want to see that show. I want to see that show. I want to see that show so badly. I know it will. I know it will because everything also that I've been hearing is good. Like people are like, oh, God, I'm gagging on the eleganza. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess the first act finale is a song called because the two women that they're playing never actually met in real life. Right. But they had like this rivalry. Right. And I guess the first act finale, I think, is a song called Face to Face, where they, I think, stand back. I mean, some of the person that was just just describing it to me said that it was like sideshow, basically. Scrouting for your lives. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Really excited. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Carolee Carmelo back on Broadway, bitches. <laughs> Can't keep her away. She's back in Finding Neverland. Good for her. I know. I'm get, not surprised. Get that money, honey. Yeah. Get. Remember, remember, remember who, who, who almost replaced her? Sandy Duncan. Right. She did like two performances or something and then was like, oh, oh, I don't know. No thanks. Great. This isn't what I wanted. Oh man, so in- and it's it's interesting too that care that they didn't like get anybody they didn't try and pull any other names. Yeah. 
you know, they well, just, I, I really, don't even know who's been playing. I mean, you're right. It's a very small part. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought. I thought they would <laughs> never try and pull another name because I thought that it was going to be played by an ensemble, an ensembleist for forever. I think right. the one that, like, tours or whatever, I think from now on it'll be an ensembleist. Oh, yeah. And it'll be, like, a 25-year-old woman in old age makeup. Yep. 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 Yeah. Also, Carolee Carmelo got hacked. Her Twitter got hacked. I know. But it was an impersonal hack as opposed to a personal hack like Laura Osnes. to that targeted hack on Laura Osnes. Yikes. (laughs) I didn't know that. I only saw that Carolee got hacked because someone tweeted it about, like, in the context of, like, at least it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, Because it was just, like, tweeting out a link. Yeah. I like that she was like, if I gave anybody a virus, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's so adorable. Like, I would hope that if you're on Twitter at this point and Carolee Carmelo tweets you a link, you know not to click on it. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, that is always like the most, the worst. Ugh, when celebrity gets hacked and you're like, oh, somebody tweeted me! <laughs> <laughs> somebody tweeted me! And then it's, you're like, oh. You're like, shoot. I know that happened to us once, and um, some really cute people were like, oh my God, thank you for following us. And I was like, well, we got hacked, but I won't unfollow you because that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're so happy. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald tweet of the week. On July 10th at 10.55 p.m., Audra McDonald retweeted with comment to a tweet from the Huffington Post uh, article. Uh, with the title, Donald Trump is trying to be, quote unquote, a racial healer, says Governor Mary Fallon. Audra says, Ah, ha 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 or I'm clicking on it. I shouldn't give it a well, I mean it's Huffington Post, so it's not probably gonna be like she's right. Yeah, she's the Oklahoma governor. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I have to say was like <laughs> super fucking disappointing this week? What? Was when the governor of Minnesota was like Philandro would still be alive if he was white mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton said, Well, I don't know. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was like, she was like, I don't know that I agree with that, but clearly we need to do something about something, something, and like started talking. And I was like, Are you f- that is such a, like, finally, like, finally, somebody actually said what needed to be said. Somebody in power actually said the shit that needs to be said. Yeah. If he was white, he would be alive today. Hillary, all you got to do is agree with that. Fuck you. Or don't say Oof. anything. I mean, white, like your Oof. pin, like your pin. Mm. I don't not say anything, but at the same time, right? Don't say something that will make it worse and also is not right. true. Right, right. Well, it's all just a right. flat out. I mean, there were a lie. lot. Obviously, there were a lot of Audra McDonald tweets to choose from this week mm. uh, along this line, you know. Mm-hmm. She also had one about, uh, in in that respect, retweet with comment to the NRA. Someone mm. tweeted the NRA about, you know, the fact that they hadn't mentioned anything about these two gun owners being killed. 
And she said, you're going to have to wait an awfully long time. The Second Amendment is for whites only. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's pretty clear. It's very, that's, <laughs> you know, I, I got a little frustrated this week with the, there was like, I mean, it was the same joke that a lot of people were making, which is partially why it was annoying. Um, but it was a lot of people being like, hmm, hey, NRA, patiently waiting for your statement about these, you know, registered gun owners that were shot by the police. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they're not made. And I was like, I get the joke that you're making. I get it. But, like, you could also just fucking call them white supremacists. You could also just call them a terrorist organization. Like, you could just call them what they are. Like, people are like, hey, KKK, what are you going to say about And you're like, just just call them what they are. Yeah. I get the cute joke, but just call them white supremacists. That's well, what they and are. Especially when it's coming from people who... I'm assuming most of these people are, are those who use Twitter for those, like, pithy... Right. comments and so you're right. like well totally. i gotta stay on brand but sometimes right. uh message right. is more important than your brand definitely yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's tough and, and i think also as a comedian i'm like get some original jokes people well also <laughs> you know it's like the same same joke same joke same joke same joke same joke same joke and you're like it's not a good look joke up uh what i think is a good joke but i also realize can be a done joke and i do a search and I'm like, oh, somebody, five, five people already made that. <laughs> right, well, I right. just won't. <laughs> yes, I'm glad yes. we all had the same funny thought. Definitely. That happens. I feel like that is part of why I don't, haven't tweeted so much during awards shows. Because mm. I'll like be like, ha, joke, mm, too slow, Emily, too slow. Yeah. Everyone else already got it. Like, mm. eh. And then I just don't bother. But, um, and white supremacy and police brutality, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go Go see live theater. theater!